Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Batflip Crazy Podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis and strategy. I am your host, Toby. Today, I am going to be taking a look at 24 hitters um, so far who are either doing well and have their fantasy owners excited about the future or are doing poorly and have their uh, their fantasy owners concerned. Um, so this is 24 players. I believe there's another 24 to 30 who I'm going to try to do um, either tomorrow um, or maybe on Friday. Um, this is all hitters that I'm going to be covering today. The, the tomorrow's will be mostly pitchers, but some hitters as well. I'll do my best to get to as many as possible, but had about 50 plus uh, recommendations for players to dive into and obviously I'm just touching on people briefly I'm not going too in depth on them but you know it is it is it is a decent amount of work and so I'm going to try to get to those I can't make any uh, promises uh, necessarily because sometimes sometimes life intervenes um, so uh, that is the plan uh, for this week um, Hopefully these uh, these 24 players' uh, profiles will help you out at all. If you do like this podcast or the other podcasts that I've uh, provided, uh, please do uh, go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating uh, and a review. Um, you guys have just been uh, absolutely crushing it. My goal was to get to 100, and um, you guys have blown through that. I, I believe we're at 107 ratings so far. Uh, the last review I got was amazing. Um, I appreciate whoever takes the time to give a five-star rating and a review. I absolutely appreciate it. So I'm not expecting the world um, at all. And what I loved about this is that the review was, it was a five-star review. It, the title of the review was good. And the only content in the review was good. And I just thought that that was uh, both hysterical and very much appreciated. Uh, appreciated. So anyways, uh, please do leave that five-star rating and review if you feel so compelled. If you have already done it, please do like and retweet the podcast. Anything you can do uh, to get it out there, help the algorithm, help uh, get it in front of folks' eyes. I really do appreciate it because it's just kind of me uh, rocking it out here with some help from guests uh, on occasion and... Um, you know, uh, so you guys, the community out there, are the ones who help spread the word and um, and help get uh, get that information out there. So really, really appreciate that. As always, the best place to reach me is on Twitter at BatflipCrazy. Um, you can also reach me on Instagram at BatflipCrazy, Facebook bat, at BatflipCrazyFantasy, YouTube, just search for BatflipCrazy, and my website is BatflipCrazy.com. All right, let's hop to it and get to these 24 hitter observations. Let's get this party started. All right. In today's podcast, we are going to be covering 24 um, hitters uh, that folks are either excited about their start or nervous about their start, depending on how they are doing, kind of taking a look at underlying skills and whether uh, what they have done so so far, whether good or bad, is supported by any changes in their approach or the underlying skills. So I'm going to hop right to it. Uh, the first uh, hitter we're going to cover is Josh Bell, who has started off nicely. I will say that um, I did like five or six players yesterday, so the stat line may be uh, slightly different um, in the rest of the players I did the research on uh, tonight. And so you know there might be some little differences uh, between the stat lines that I read and what they're actually at uh, when you're listening to this. So just a, just a heads up on that. So Josh Bell, 
314 batting average, 390 OBP, nine runs, three home runs, 12 RBI, and zero stolen bases. A really nice uh, start to the season for Bell. And the underlying skills are really nice. He's got uh, O swing at 19.6%, uh, so elite there. Z contact right around league average at 85.5%. Hard hit rate, 38.1%. And his ground ball rate is down at 42.9%. Uh, that's particularly important for Bell since he is a high ground ball hitter, generally speaking. Stat cast metrics are also really nice. Six barrels at a 10.2% barrels per plate appearance. 113.3 mile per hour max exit velocity. Really nice there. And then a 413 expected WOBA. So all, all the skills are really pointing towards Bell. Um, whether or not the start is sustainable or not is one question, but you know the skills are looking really, really good. Um, all of the metrics are actually headed in the right direction over last year. They're all improvements there. The StatCast data, as I mentioned, is really good. And I think Bell might be one of the guys who really benefits from the juice ball. He's not a massive power guy, but he did hit 26 home runs the last year that we had a juiced ball. And so, you know, you may want to elevate that power expectation for Bell, but his fantasy owners are going to be really excited with his start, uh, especially given the draft cost that you invested in him. Joey Votto is next up. Uh, not as rosy of a picture for Votto thus far. Again, it's early in the season. Small sample sizes do apply. 200, uh, 240 batting average, a 333 OBP. Eight runs, one home run, two RBI, and zero stolen bases. Um, he is one of the many Reds hitters that actually shows up on tonight's podcast that is struggling dramatically, not surprisingly, given what we've seen so far. O-swing is still elite, 18.2%. The contact rate is down, though, 82.9% in zone. Hard hit rate also down at 29.7%. The ground ball rate at 40.5%. StatCast metrics, not much better. Three barrels so far this year, 5.3% barrels per plate appearance, a 106.9 mile per hour max exit velocity, only a 285 expected WOBA for Vado. Uh, that's incredibly low, particularly when you consider that, you know, WOBA um, expected and expected WOBA both uh, incorporate walks as an element to them. And so, you know, you'd expect Vado to be higher up as a result of that, and um, it's not, it's just not showing. Um, you know, the contact rate is the only slight area for concern um, for me in addition to, uh, well, I guess not the only one because the power metrics are really the question, right? That's what we were wondering um, if that was, you know, whether or not the power would return. And so far, uh, it really hasn't. And so that's something to really monitor as the weather warms up a little bit. You know, is the power going to come back? It's also still super early. Um, Vado's average is down, but his line drive percentage right now is only at 13%. And he's one of the few guys that consistently has uh, excellent line drive rates, and that really helps drive that high batting average. And so I'm not concerned really about the batting average. I think it's more about the power. And I did see a little note on Twitter today that he, for the first time in his career, popped out to the first baseman. So maybe this is the beginning of the end or the middle of the end for Joey Votto. Um, you know, he hasn't shown, uh, he hasn't been great this year so far, but, you know, again, it's still, still early. 
Austin Meadows is a guy who was very impressive as I dove into the numbers. 357 batting average, a 458 OBP, eight runs, six home runs, 17 RBI, and two stolen bases. Uh, o swing, really nice, 25.6%, so about you know four or 5% better than league average. His in-zone contact rate at 83.3%. Um, it's not uh, terrific, but it has been going up um, as the season has uh, continued. And last year, he had a really nice... Uh, in zone contact rate around ninety percent, so that's it's good to see that climbing up. Hard hit rate at forty seven point six percent, ground ball rate at thirty five point seven percent. Stat cast metrics are really nice. Uh, seven barrels, ten point nine percent barrels per plate appearance, one hundred ten point eight mile per hour max exit velocity, a four nineteen uh, expected woba, and that is. You know, underperforming his 480 Woba. So, you know, do, don't do expect him to continue this. If you are expecting him to continue to hit 357 with a 458 OBP, then you uh, should not be making projections or, uh, you know, whatever. It's just not going to continue to happen. But that 419 expected Woba is really, really nice. Everything about Meadows is looking good this year. Even against lefties, he's hitting 333 in his 10 plate appearances. Very small sample size. And he also has a home run. Um, and, you know, the thing that I love when I dive into Meadows' profile is everything that I'm looking for, he checks all of those boxes. When we look at the O swing, he now has both last year and this year where he's displaying really good plate discipline. Um, so he's choosing good pitches to swing at. His end zone contact rate is really, really nice as well. Um, so that's going to limit the K rate. So you're looking at higher walk rate, uh, lower K rate, swinging at good pitches. You see that with the hard hit rate of 47.6%, which is elite. And then the ground ball rate is also down at 35.7, which you know is a really nice number there. You know he's not hitting too many fly balls um, where he's going to suck suck his BABIP. Uh, down. Uh, it's just a really nice number there, and, and we see all of that there. So Meadows is definitely a guy I'm buying into. Um, you know, you probably aren't going to be able to get him because owners are going to want to be holding on to him. But if you are lucky enough to have him on your squad, I am not. Um, I'm disappointed in that, but it's going to be really hard to um, get Meadows uh, away from owners because he looks like the real deal. Mookie Betts up next. Obviously, folks are concerned about his start. He's going to be fine. He's Mookie Betts. Although, you know, he did have a poor year two years ago, even though I think he still had like 100 runs in 2020. But uh, I digress. A 222 batting average, 324 OBP, 13 runs, three home runs, seven RBI, and one stolen base. Uh, the skills are still solid. O swing, 13.6%, so a ridiculously elite number there. His end zone contact is also at 95.1%, which is insanely high too. That, that, that combination there of O swing and Z contact may be the best that I've ever seen. Uh, hard hit rate at 37.3%, so still better than league average, not where he was last year. Ground ball rate, 37.3%, also uh, solid there. Uh, the StatCast data, he has been unlucky so far. 317 Woba, but a 353 expected Woba. Again, not where we want him to be, but still very solid. 6.8% barrels per plate appearance, 105.8 mile per hour max exit velocity. I think it's just a matter of time before Mookie uh, goes on a hot streak and all of a sudden he's hitting 300 with, you know, uh, 
six, seven home runs as we approach the 100 plate appearance uh, mark, and he's looking like the more normal guy. So everything looks really good for um, for Mookie. Things are actually looking better. You know, the ground ball percentage is up slightly, but you know, again, like the line drive percentage, just like Joey Votto, is very low right now. That'll go up. So will his batting average. Don't worry. Mookie Betts is still amazing. Uh, Jung Ho Gung. Now I did do this, uh, write him up or did the research before he hit a home run uh, yesterday. Um, and I didn't see what he did today, but heading into when I did the research, he was batting 105 with a 190 OBP, one run, one home run, uh, four uh, RBI and zero stolen bases. O swing at 29.4%, so right around league average for this year. In zone contact at 81%, below where he's been at during his career, um, and below league average. Hard hit rate, the batted ball quality has just been really bad, 18.2% hard hit rate. Ground ball rate at 45.5%, so also elevated. Uh, when we look at the StatCast data, it's also not good. One barrel, 2.4% barrels per plate appearance, 109.4 mile per hour max exit velo, and a 189 expected Woba. Again, this was before we hit the home run, so that's going up. Um, you know, I, I did drop him in, in some, uh, definitely in a 12-teamer I had, and also in a 15-teamer. I think I had him maybe in um, one of my main event leagues, and I did drop him. Uh, this past uh, week, I think I dropped him for Hunter Dozier. So uh, the plate discipline and contact combo, uh, they're not terrible, uh, but they aren't good or are at where his previous levels have been. And as I mentioned, the batted ball quality just really isn't good. So I'm comfortable dropping him. Um, obviously, you know, he has been good in the past, but he has been away from baseball for a while. And so I think there's there's good logic behind uh, maybe the... Uh, the diminishing skills being something uh, something of note um, and maybe more a little bit more um, reliable is not the right word, but I may buy into them a little bit more um, than I would with another player in a different context. So again, I could look very, very foolish in a week or two when he goes on a hot streak, but um, you know he does have me concerned enough where I would be looking uh, at potentially dropping him uh, right now. Dansby Swanson. Um, 283 batting average, 386 OBP, eight runs, four home runs, 18 RBI, and one stolen base. That is ridiculous. O swing at 23.5%, in zone contact rate at 78.5%, hard hit rate at 36.1%, ground ball rate at 33.3%, six barrels at a 10.5% barrels per plate appearance, 108.4 miles per hour max exit velo, a 388 expected WOBA. So everything looks really, really nice there um, from Dansby Swanson. Uh, the plate discipline is the major change. Um, in terms of uh, for the better, he's being much more selective in the pitches that he swings at, though we're not necessarily seeing, at least in the hard hit rate, that that's doing anything. We do see that happening in the stat cast data. Um, the one area of concern that I would highlight is that his contact rate has declined in the zone. It's down to 78.5%, so well below league average. It's only declined slightly overall, his contact rate, because of the O swing uh, being so much better. So he's swinging at a lot more pitchers inside the zone. But, you know, the hard hit rate, it was elevated earlier in the year. It's coming back down. Uh, the lower ground ball rate does point towards some increased power uh, this year, which we're already starting to see, as well as this better stat cast data. 
Whether or not that will hold, um, you know, we don't know, obviously, but I do think that those are good signs, at least from a power perspective. Um, I think the batting average, the elevated batting average that we're seeing right now, I don't think that's something that's going to hold. I think with the lower ground ball rate uh, and the lower contact rate, that's actually something that's likely to uh, be lower than where he is normally um, during his career. So a good start to the season for Dansby Swanson. I buy some of it, uh, not all of it, um, but... You know, if you if you own him, you're really happy because you've been able to bank those stats so far. One guy that I was coming into the podcast expecting to be a little bit higher on than I am uh, as we leave is Dwight Smith Jr. Uh, 270 batting average, a 324 OBP, 12 runs, three home runs, 10 RBI, two stolen bases. Really nice start to the season for him. Uh, o swing at 28.1%, so slightly better than league average. The in zone contact rate at 87.5%, slightly better than league average. The hard hit rate, though, only at 24.5%. Ground ball rate right around league average at 42.3%. The stat cast data is pretty bad. Uh, only two barrels for a 2.9% barrels per plate appearance. 111.7 miles per hour max exit below. That's perfectly fine. And then a 305 expected WOBA. I guess what surprised me the most is you know the lack of, of power in the stat cast data. The fact that he has more home runs than he does barrels uh, is a little bit of a warning sign for me. Obviously, with the juiced ball, anything is possible. But the hard hit rate is also down. And so a little bit of my optimism uh, is is a little bit uh, down, um, and he's been lucky on balls in play uh, so far. Um, you know, the, the contact hasn't been that great. Um, he's been pretty lucky there, as I mentioned um, before. So don't expect anything uh, earth-shattering here. There's always the possibility that he might improve, you know, in those areas, but he's much more of an accumulator for me um, than he is anything else. But there's certainly value in a guy, you know, who can hit uh, you know, maybe 15 home runs, steal 10 bases, or or maybe even better uh, on a bad Orioles team. Uh, Willie Adamas, um, two, uh, and and actually, you know, Smith Jr. is a good example of what why I think you need to integrate context always into your analysis. Is you know, looking at the numbers, he's not that good. But if we anticipate he's going to hit number two for the Orioles for most of the year, you know, you're looking at 600 to 700 plate appearances and. That in and of itself, with even uh, you know mediocre skills, is going to produce something. So you know that's the importance of of context as we analyze player. Willie Adamas, um, another guy, not very impressive uh, when we dig under the hood. Uh, Two fifty with a three eleven uh, OBP. He has been heating up a little bit recently. Ten runs, one home run, four RBI, and zero stolen bases. The O swing is right around league average at twenty eight point nine. A percent. The end zone contact rate is below league average at 82.2%. Uh, the hard hit rate is really nice at 44.4%, but it's really, um, you know, uh, the 50% ground ball rate really puts a, really deadens the the impact of that hard hit rate. And we can see that in some of the stat cast metric, metrics. Three barrels for a 4.9% barrels per plate appearance, so below league average there. 107.6 mile per hour max X of Vila, which is fine, but not anything elite. And then a 290 expected weighted on base average. So nothing really to write home about um, for Adamas here. Uh, a whole lot of uh, mediocrity. Um, obviously, he's batting in a decent raised lineup. Um, he's playing pretty much every day. So I do think that... Um, you know, there's some value there in deeper leagues, but I don't necessarily see any signs uh, of a breakout on the horizon. Uh, Tyler Naquin 
is up next. Uh, 267 batting average, a 280 OBP, four runs, one home run, four RBI, and one stolen base. I will admit to some bias here as I analyze Naquin. Um, you know, uh, with the Carlos Gonzalez coming up, uh, being being brought up to the Indians, uh, there's been some speculation that there's a battle for playing time between Naquin and Bowers. Um, which just uh, which which irks me, um, and so I'm a little bit biased against Naquin since I'm such a big Jake Bowers fan, and because Naquin's plate discipline is so terrible and Bowers is so good. Um, but I digress. For Naquin, the O swings at 39.6 percent, so that's bad. As I mentioned, the plate discipline is terrible. He has one walk uh, so far uh, this year. His in zone contact rate at 84.9 percent is right around league average. The hard hit rate, really nice at 41.9%. The ground ball, a little bit elevated from where we want it for a guy like Naquin at 41.9%, but nothing problematic necessarily. He has actually been uh, unlucky, Naquin. His BABIP is really high at 367, uh, but the quality of contact hasn't necessarily turned into what it should um, with a 359 expected WOBA. Um, again, I'm not sure how sustainable that is. The BABIP certainly isn't sustainable at that level. I'm not sure how sustainable it is with the ex-WOBA, just with that atrocious plate discipline. I just don't think it's, uh, with a guy who doesn't have particularly elite contact skills in the zone, I don't think it's something that's uh, a sustainable thing. Again, I'm biased. Three barrels, 6.5% barrels per plate appearance, 1105 mile per hour max exit velocity uh, for Naquin. Again, the really nice 359 expected Woba. You know, he's got a bad approach, uh, bad plate discipline, not very good contact. He has been unlucky so far, but I don't see anything uh, in the profile that points to uh, this being, you know, even the 267 batting average being sustainable. Again, he has been unlucky, but the barrels aren't, you know, out of control, like in terms of the overall stat cast metrics. Um, you know, the hard hit rate is is good, but the ground ball rate is also around league average. So there's just nothing that I'm super excited about uh, for Naquin, but you can always ride uh, the hot hand. Um, that has never been a, a terrible idea. Uh, Mitch Garver, definitely an option as a second catcher uh, for folks um, in, in deeper leagues, especially. Uh, started off really hot, 407 batting average. Hint, it's not sustainable. A 448 OBP, eight runs, uh, three home runs, five RBI, and zero stolen bases. Uh, Garver has continued the excellent combination of plate discipline and uh, contact skills uh, so far this year that he was showing towards the end of last year. A 20.3% O swing, so very elite there, as well as an elite 91.3% in zone contact rate. He's also hitting the ball hard at 509 uh, percent hard hit rate, ground ball rate is manageable at 40.9%. And then the stat cast data is great, 10.3% barrels per plate appearance, 1072 uh, mile per hour max exit velocity. And while his 538 WOBA is not sustainable, his 360 expected WOBA is very solid, especially for a catcher. So the combination of elite plate skills, um, plate discipline and contact is really, really nice uh, start. You know, um, he has been lucky so far, but that doesn't mean that he isn't good. Uh, I do think that he's a very good hitter uh, right now at this point. Uh, He's only gotten 29 plate appearances so far this year, but the batting average, it's not going to be 407, but I think he could hit 
you know, in the, you know, 280-ish range, I think for, you know, over a larger sample, um, that definitely makes him relevant with the lack of depth at catcher. And then if he does find his way into more consistent playing time, there's obviously a lot of upside there. So Garver, really nice, uh, a really nice option there as a catcher uh, two right now. Uh, Gosh, why why do they have uh, two really good catchers and Jason Castro continues to be in the equation, who is also a very good uh, catcher, especially defensively, but uh, can't hit and isn't really fantasy relevant. Max Kepler uh, is up next, uh, a guy who made it into my bold predictions um, earlier this year, who I like a lot. 259, uh, 330, uh, f- batting average 333, uh, OBP, seven runs, three home runs, eight RBI with zero stolen bases. I think he's been caught stealing twice, which is not a good sign for that stolen base totals that you may have been hoping for. Uh, O swing at 28.2%, so a little bit of regression, or not regression, uh, a little bit of um, a decline here in in terms of skill. It's still very solid at 28.2%, but not as good as last year. But the end zone contact is up at 94.4%, so a truly elite level right there. The hard hit rate is also up at 41.9%. The ground ball rate is at 37.2%. You know, which is actually uh, nicer. It was lower uh, last year. The high, the fly ball rate was just really, really high, uh, higher than I think you want it to be uh, last year. The stat cast data is also pretty good. Uh, four barrels already, 6.7% barrels per plate appearance, and 112.7 mile per hour max exit velocity. That's a really nice number there uh, for Kepler. You know, there there aren't a ton of guys who can hit it that hard. Um, you know, you'll you'll notice as we go through. I think that's the hardest or the highest uh, max exit velo that we've had so far um, on the on the list of guys that we've covered so that's nice 344 woba is underperforming his 378 expected woba so really nice there everything looks really good for kepler um i think uh, he is continues to be primed for that breakout again don't have unrealistic expectations for the batting average uh, but i do think the power in terms of know 30 home runs hopefully he can steal maybe five to ten bases uh if he becomes a better <laughs> a better uh plate plate stealer base stealer um you know uh, as the season progresses but again 15 uh runs plus rbis uh so far um is decent i think you know there's more of that in the future as the the weather warms up a little bit up there in minnesota uh, and he's part of a really nice lineup and 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 batting leadoff. Uh, Ahmed Rosario is up next, 264 batting average, 315 uh, OBP, seven runs, one home run, 11 RBI, two stolen bases for Rosario. There's some good, some bad in his profile. The O swing at 34.6%. Now that's worse than league average, but it's much better uh, than the 41% that he was uh, posting uh, last year. So getting a little bit more plate discipline. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that his uh, in-zone contact rate has fallen um, uh, also by a decent man- measure down to 74.1%. So that's about 10% worse than league average. Uh, you don't expect great batted ball quality from Rosario, and you're not necessarily getting it. A 31.9% hard hit rate, 46.8% ground ball rate, so slightly elevated there. The stat cast data is okay. 4.1% barrels per plate appearance, 1076 Max exit velo. Uh, he's been a little bit unlucky at 299 Woba with a 325 expected Woba. Again, with a Rosario, you know, 
you're not necessarily looking for the same things that you're looking for from other players. Speed is the key for him. Obviously, you want double-digit home runs. You want a decent batting average. And so I think for that reason, you know, things like hard hit rate um, aren't as critical to his success in addition to having like a low ground ball rate. You may not necessarily want that because he doesn't have you know, the the power skills um, that may just drain his batting average. So, you know, if you were to start the season and say he's going to hit 265, I think you would have been very content with that. Um, and if he can continue to steal bases um, at a decent clip and get you double-digit home runs, then that's a really positive season uh, for uh, Rosario. Uh, Leonis Martin is up next, 276 batting average, 391 OBP, seven runs, three home runs, five RBI, and one stolen base. The O-swing continues to improve. Uh, it improved last year, and it's improved this year over last year at 26.9%. So very solid, although that that does not, you know, uh, that does not, um, he's got like a four, over a 14% walk rate, and that's, those don't match up at all. Like that walk rate is coming down. So just know that. His in-zone contact rate, though, is down at 75.6%, so about 9% below league average for this year. Uh, which is a big concern um, because right now he's riding a 371 BABIP, and that's nowhere near close to his league a- uh, to his career average or even his average last year when he had really high uh, batted ba- ball quality. And so that is going to sink that average very quickly uh, when that starts to regress if the contact skills stay where they're at right now. Hard hit rate at 34.2%, so slightly below league average. Ground ball rate at 41.7% right around league average. Um, StatCast data is good, 7.2% barrels per plate appearance, so better than league average there, which is nice. Oh, 110.1 max exit velo, nice there as well. Martin uh, did have some really nice uh, StatCast data last year too, so this isn't necessarily a surprise. A 359 expected WOBA uh, tells a really nice story there, I think mostly around uh, you know the barrels. Uh, so the plate discipline continues to improve. The contact uh, being weighed down is reflected in a 29% K rate, which is uh, alarming and concerning. He is relying on that 371 uh, BABIP, which is going to come down. Um, so I think you can definitely expect if the skills continue as they are, which is no guarantee, but if the skills continue as they are, I would expect uh, Martin to uh, fade pretty hard here um, coming up, especially when it comes to the batting average. Again, like the power looks uh, looks legit. It looks like it's going to continue over from last year. It's a nice power-speed combo, uh, but I do think that that batting average is coming down, and it could come down uh, pretty quickly here. Uh, Marcus Semyon is another guy. Heading into this, I was super excited to do Semyon's profile. I was all prepared to be like, Marcus Semyon has turned a corner. He's awesome. He's the greatest. And he is awesome. He's not the greatest. Um, but I was a little disappointed in diving in the numbers, actually. Uh, 325 batting average, a 391 OP, OBP so far, 16 runs, three home runs, 10 RBI, and one stolen base. I have not heard anybody given Marcus Semyon hype. And obviously, he's played more games because of the initial series that they had against the Mariners. But goodness gracious, that is a really, really nice line from Semyon, and nobody is talking about it. Uh, the O swing is solid at 26.5%. Uh, that is a holdover from last year when it was at a similar number, but where he's really improved recently. And this is really important because um, it appears sustainable. Towards the end of last year, his end zone contact rate really shot up, and he's held on to that. It's at 92.6% so far this year. That's a 4% increase over last year. 
really, really nice. That's going to keep that K rate low. The hard hit rate isn't great at 31.3%, and the ground ball rate is way too high at 52.2%. And he has been lucky this year. So a 389 WOBA, a 331 expected WOBA. Again, 331 expected WOBA is about league average. Um, and if Semyon can be league average, especially with an above average OBP uh, in that A's lineup, he's going to score a ton of runs, and he's going to be a really valuable contributor, especially the fact that you got him out, out, outside of an ADP of like 200, right? You probably got him around 220 or something like that. Uh, for the stat cast data, 3.4% barrels per plate appearance, uh, 105.1 mile per hour max exit below. So another one of these guys who has more home runs than he has barrels. That's never a good sign of sustainability. Um, so Semyon has this really awesome um, so, uh, foundation of plate discipline and contact, which I think is going to serve him really well. So I do think that, that batting average being higher than he, it normally normally is is something that we're going to see the obp being higher than it usually is is something that we're going to see both because of the average and because of the consistency in the plate discipline but i do think some of those batted ball quality metrics are going to come down um the babip is going to come down those things are going to regress and so um you know exactly where he ends up it will be interesting to see but he's banked these stats so far it's a really nice start to the season um and he's obviously a guy who i feel comfortable with as your as your shortstop middle infielder easy um for the rest of the year uh rafael devers a guy that a lot of folks were really into heading into the year uh you know he's still so young um, and folks are just kind of waiting for that breakout to happen. Uh, 246 batting average, 343 OBP. Uh, those aren't terrible. The 10 runs aren't terrible either, but the zero home runs, the two RBI, the one stolen base isn't bad for him. You'll take whatever you can get there. But the real question is the batted ball quality and where it has gone. The O swing is actually at a career best in terms of 30.7%, so slightly worse than league average, but solid. I mean, solid as an average. Uh, his in-zone contact rate is also way up at 87.8%, so really good kind of fundamentals, uh, improvement in the fundamentals, but the hard hit rate has disappeared. 30% hard hit rate. His ground ball rate is at an insane 59.2%. Statcast data is atrocious. Zero barrels so far. He's actually at the very bottom of the barrels per plate appearance uh, leaderboard because of the number of plate appearances he has with zero barrels. 113.4 mile per hour max exit below. That is very nice and shows one of the reasons why people do have high hopes for Devers. Uh, 310 expected Woba um, is not good either. You know, so the improved plate discipline and some contact uh, and the and the better contact rate give me some hope that maybe there is a a light that will go off for Devers, Devers when it comes to the batted ball quality. You know, I always love it when guys are improving both sides of those kind of plate discipline and contact things because it gives you a more solid base. I think the major concern for me is that escalating ground ball rate. 59.2% is terrible. And the problem is, is this isn't just a this year thing. This actually started in the second half of last year. It's had a very consistent trend in terms of an increasing ground ball rate. And what concerns me a little bit about that is that it did correspond with an increase in his contact rate. And so I'm just wondering whether it's something where he's being a little bit less aggressive than what made him you know, uh, the, the prospect that he was, or he's just struggling to make that adjustment of, you know, being more patient and making contact with 
the actual batted ball quality. Now, I have no doubt that at some point it is going to click. Whether or not it'll be this year or not, I don't know. But, you know, that ground ball rate is really something to monitor. If that starts to go down uh, to more reasonable levels, you know, over the next two to three weeks, the next month where, you know, that ground ball rate is, is approaching league average, you know, that might be a good little sign there that, um, you know, something's starting to click for him. So hopefully it does for Devers uh, if you're a fantasy owner of him. But right now, um, you know, some some concerning uh, batted ball quality issues there. Uh, Fernando Mejia, it doesn't get, uh, uh, or, or Francisco uh, Mejia, excuse me, uh, Francisco Mejia, um, he uh, it doesn't get much worse than his stat line. 143 average, 172 OBP, one run, zero home runs, one RBI, and zero stolen bases. He still continues to swing at a ton of pitches outside the zone at 41.2%, although that is much better than last year, believe it or not. His in-zone contact rate is fine at 86.1%. Hard hit rate below league average at 33.3%. Ground ball rate at 42.9%, which I believe um, is actually better um, than... Uh, than he has been in the past. He's actually had a pretty high ground ball rate. Yeah, it is lower uh, than it was um, uh, at least you know last year. He's got a very small sample size in the majors, obviously. So some improvements in terms of plate discipline and contact skills for Mejia overall, um, which you know is, is good. So there are some signs of life there. I think the overall challenge with Mejia, and one of the reasons I wasn't on him um, this year, is um, just because I think that obviously defense is a huge issue and with a young pitching staff uh, and pitching being integral to the Padres competing this year with an improved offense you know I just don't see him getting enough at bats uh, over Austin Hedges who is clearly a better uh, defensive catcher uh, to really make an impact and and so that's that's too bad Um, but you know you know it is what it is I forgot to mention the stat cast data on Mejia Um, 225 expected Woba zero barrels uh, 101.1 mile power max exit release below. So atrocious there. I think it's fine to cut ties with Mejia. Um, sorry. Uh, Lewis Brinson up next, uh, another young prospect uh, hype guy who has not had a good start to his major league career. Uh, 197 batting average, 246 OBP, three runs, zero home runs, four RBI, zero stolen bases. Like Mejia, his O-swing is not very good at 41.3%, 11% plus worse than league average. Uh, In-zone contact rate, also not great at 79.1%. Uh, his hard hit rate at 51.2% is very good. The ground ball rate at 463 is not that good. Uh, 4.6% barrels per plate appearance, 112.1 mile per hour. Uh, max exit velo with a 281 expected Woba. What that tells me, the fact that his stat cast data is not very good, but his hard hit rate is really high, is that a lot of that hard hit rate is probably coming on, on ground balls uh, or line drives and not necessarily your uh, more dangerous launch angles. Uh, so Brinson, really, this is just a repeat, you know, with maybe slight, um, improvements over last year's version and really his major league career where he has poor plate discipline and poor contact skills. That is not a good combination and he lacks uh, the elite batted ball quality that other guys who have similar profiles like uh, Aviseo Garcia or Javi Baez have um, to make up for that. And so that is why you are seeing just 
you know, some poor performance. It's not, all's not lost. You know, he's still a young guy. There's still possibility for him to turn it around, but it's just not looking good at this stage. Yasiel Puig. Oh man, I got Yasiel everywhere and he's been disappointing so far. 176 batting average at 208 OBP, two runs, uh, two home runs, eight RBI and one stolen base. He did have two runs and a stolen base um, uh, today. So that's something that's not in his stats right now, but uh, we'll be there tomorrow. Uh, some concerning signs. I think mostly, I mean, the thing about Puig is he has a track record. And the thing that I'll say, and one of the things I love about guys like Puig is that, you know, there's a lot of ways for them to help you. So even when they're struggling like Puig is struggling, you know, he's getting you two home runs and two stolen bases. So it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but he's got 57 plate appearances so far. If you, you know, if he gets to 570 plate appearances at his current pace, he's going to be 2020. Now he's going to be better moving forward. He can't be this bad. He can't continue to be this bad, but that just shows you like, you know, there's still that potential, even though he's struggling, is still there. And he's on pace for 80 RBIs too. So, you know, he's still, he's not hurting you too bad. And I think when he does heat up, um, he's just going to take off. Again, remember, he struggled at the beginning of last year as well. And so just something to remember. Sometimes there's guys, you know, who just, uh, it takes them a little while to heat up. He's in a new environment. So consider that. All right. Now that I put up all those caveats and things to lessen the blow. Let's dive into the ugly numbers. O swing at 40.4%, so way up uh, this year. In zone contact rate down, still better than league average at 85.9%, but because that, because he's chasing so many pitches outside the zone, his overall contact rate is down significantly. Uh, hard hit rate is down, but right around league average at 35.1. The one good bit of news, his ground ball rate is down. So 32.4%. So he's elevating the ball more, which is nice. Four barrels at a 7.5% barrels per plate appearance. That's nice. 107.9 mile per hour max exit low. That's not great because Puig is one of the... He's not like elite, elite like Joey Gallo, but he gets up there. Like he's a top 50, maybe even top 25 max exit velo guy. Uh, 264 expected Woba not giving us any more hope. You know, I think the thing that, that gives me a little bit of assurance with Puig, other than the fact that I've got him in so many leagues and I need this to be true, you know, is that I think that his underlying metrics tell the tale of a guy who's pressing early in the season, right? He's chasing the ball outside of the zone more, which means that he's not making as much contact. Um, he's still making decent contact when he does make contact. It's just not happening as much. And so I think, you know, I think that we are going to see, um, hopefully, you know, as the, the weather warms up a little bit, as he adjusts, adjusts to Cincinnati, maybe as guys start to hit a little bit around him, um, hopefully we're going to see him um, heat up a little bit here and become the guy that we know um, he, can, he can be. You want to know what I'm going to do, actually? I'm going to look up Yasiel Puig and what he was batting on this day. Uh, last year, because remember, he finished last year with you know, uh, for on a, like just a per plate appearance basis, he was just absolutely uh, filthy. But let's take a look at what he was doing, you know, at this point last year, just to kind of give a sense of like, you know, is this outside the range of you know what, um, you know what might be reasonable? All right, so we are going to go to uh, April fifteenth uh, of last year. Uh, as the uh, the last date, and then we'll go to this. All right, isn't it fun when we do this? Okay, so last year at this point in time, 
he was hitting 222 with no home runs, one stolen base, nine runs, four and four RBI. Um, and his, uh, um, yeah. So, you know, he was also struggling last year, not as bad of a batting average, um, but, you know, he's shown more power so far, more, more stolen bases. So just to give you guys a little bit of a hope, to give myself a little bit of a hope, uh, if we're being honest with each other. So uh, hopefully Puig starts to turn it around soon. Uh, Matt Carpenter, another guy who has struggled at the beginning of this season, uh, 203 batting average, 307 OBP, nine runs, two home runs, four RBI, and zero stolen bases. O swing at 24%, slightly worse than last year um, when he was around 20%. In zone contact rate at 86.2%, also down slightly, uh, but still better than league average. Hard hit rate down about 9% at 40.4%. When you factor in the fact that people are hitting the ball harder this year, that's a little bit of a, a warning sign. But again, it's early on in the season, and especially for these batted ball metrics, they can change really quickly because the sample size is so small. Ground ball rate still the elite 25.5% that we would uh, expect from Carpenter. Uh, <clears throat> 6.7% barrels per plate appearance. 105.5 miles per hour on the max, max exit velocity, only a 320 expected Woba, which is disappointing for Carpenter. You know, um, he is a guy who walks a lot. So like Joey Votto, the fact that his expected Woba, which incorporates walk rates, is so low um, is just something, you know, a little bit of a concern. <clears throat> Obviously, we've dealt with a situation with Carpenter before where he started out very, very slowly. I think where I differentiate this year so far, at least from last year, is the fact that with Carpenter last year, when you looked at the expected metrics, they were all telling a very different story from what we were seeing, you know, with his early season stats. You know, he was clearly underperforming uh, dramatically this year. You know, that 320 expected Woba is right about in line with what he has produced so far. You know, and so with that said, like, you know, the batted ball quality, the underlying batted ball quality, the underlying skills are not as good as what they are. And one of the reasons why I was fading Carpenter heading into this year, I actually traded him in a dynasty league, is that, you know, he's one year older, right? I think he's in his, I think he's 33. He has a history of shoulder and back problems, you know, in the recent history. And last year was kind of the perfect storm, right? Like he will not be able to recreate, I would doubt, catching the level of fire that he caught last year. I mean, he probably had the hottest streak of any player in all of baseball nearly outside of maybe Christian Yelich there um, for about a month or two um, to make up for that slow start at the beginning. And when you look at where he ended up last year, he still ended up hitting, I think, like 257 or so. And so I just think like we can't expect him to get better because he's on the wrong side of the aging curve. You know, obviously he proved us wrong there, but just in terms of expectation, and so um, the fact that some of the skills are, are a little bit worse than they were last year, that the batted ball quality is frankly a lot worse than it um, was last year. It's still fine, but it's a lot worse. You know, that, you know, you know again, like I don't expect him to be this bad for the whole year, but I, do, I don't think, um, and, and I, don't, I think we definitely should not be uh, waiting for him to be kind of the guy that he was um, last year. I don't think we're going to get that version of Matt Carpenter this year. I could be wrong, although you know I did uh, stick with him last year and accurately predict that turnaround. Uh, just toot my horn uh, a little bit there, so I may be a Matt Carpenter whisperer. All right, enough of that. Uh, Manuel Margot is up next. Uh, 304 batting average, 316 OBP, seven runs, uh, two home runs, seven RBI, and one stolen base. 
You know, the metric, the underlying skills pretty similar for Margot to past seasons. O swing is solid at 25.2%, better than league average. In zone contact rate at 86.1%, uh, so better than league average there. Hard hit rate up a little bit at 40.4%. He was actually at 39.1% last year, so not a huge change there. The one area where there is a big change is, he, is the ground ball rate, is at 22.2%. So hitting the ball in the air um, a lot, lot more. Um, and I've talked about this extensively with Margot, but I don't want to see that from Manuel Margot because there's nothing in his profile in the pa- past that has really shown me um, that the that the uh, give and take from having that high fly ball rate and the impact on his batting average and the home run potential that he has. You know, in the juiced ball season, he was able to hit, I think he hit 10 um, home runs. Was it 10? It was either 10 or 13. Um, you know, it was one of those things, but that was during the juiced ball era. Um, and the underlying metrics didn't support that either. I think his expected home runs that year was like around eight expected home runs. So I think double digit home runs are going to be very hard, um, for Margot to reach. Could be wrong. Cause I do think he'll benefit from the juiced ball. Uh, but you know, when we look at, uh, the StatCast metrics, they aren't good. Again, they're always not good. 3.5% barrels per plate appearance, uh, 106.1 mile per hour max exit velocity, and he's been really lucky so far this year. 347 WOBA with a 296 expected WOBA. So again, you know, he is on a hot streak right now, kind of outperforming uh, underlying batted ball and skill metrics. And so Again, once he drops that 50 points in expected WOBA, he'll be below, you know, league average and that batting average will also drop into the, you know, league average range. So, and he'll be the same guy he's been this whole time and that is, you know, somewhat fantasy relevant, but, you know, not uh, that fantasy relevant. One thing I should look at, um, which I uh, failed to do, was... His, his stolen bases. I mean, he has one, but I want to see how many times he's been caught stealing. Um, so he hit 13 home runs back in 2017, eight home runs last year. Um, and so, okay, one stolen base, no caught stealing so far. He's been in a, a terrible stolen ba- uh, base stealer in, in his career. Um, so uh, hopefully he's able to turn that around. But, you know, nothing that that different. And I think one thing that's that's interesting to me is his O-swinger, his plate discipline is better than the average, but he doesn't walk at all. And that's because pitchers aren't afraid of him. They're pounding the zone. He faces pitches inside the zone 7% more often than league average. So over 50% of pitches inside the zone for him, which is going to keep that OBP um, low there. All right. One guy that I'm really excited about, Michael Conforto, uh, 313 uh, batting average, 418 OBP, 15 runs, four home runs, 10 RBI, one stolen base. O swing at a really nice 24.9%. In zone contact rate at an 82.7%. So slightly below league average, but again, for a power hitter not to be unexpected and not outside of his normal range. Hard hit rate at 36%, not anything to write home about. Where we do see a major change for him right now so far this year is the ground ball rate at 26%. So he's elevating a lot more. Actually, I think it's like 20% more than last year and 10% more 
um, than his last uh, full healthy season uh, back in 2017. StatCast data is nice, 8.9% barrels per plate appearance, 112.2 max exit velocity. I think one thing to note about this is that last year his max exit velocity was 112.4 miles per hour for the whole season and it hasn't warmed up yet. And so I think that's encouraging because I know, you know, last year, obviously coming back from the shoulder surgery, we had questions about whether he was, you know, kind of uh, all the way back. So it'll be really interesting to to kind of monitor that number there. Uh, 402 expected WOBA. He is outperforming uh, that expected WOBA, but that expected WOBA is still very, very solid. Um, he's also riding a 370 BABIP. That is not going to uh, be maintained. It's also unlikely that that 28% line drive rate um, that he has is going to be maintained. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some of that loss to the ground ball rate. Um, but even if all of it went to the ground ball rate, all of that increase over his career average, um, you know, that would still leave him at a better place in terms of elevating the ball. So I'm very confident that from a power perspective um you know it's obviously legit we weren't too worried about like the legitimacy of Comforto's power it's more about coming back from that injury I think with the ground ball rate being down with the juiced ball (laughs) excuse me uh in place I think we're looking at a 40 home run uh season if not more um for Conforto um I just think you know, he, he's a, he's a massive power guy. And so I think that's going to help his batting average overall, that Babip will come down, but I think we could see him in that like kind of 270, maybe even 280 range because of, because of the elevated home run, um, total, uh, so, um, you know, higher, uh, have a higher bacon batting average on contact. Um, I think w- uh, we can expect from Comfort, and that'd be a really nice to go along with everything you'll, you'll uh, else you'll get from him um, with with that profile. So really excited about Comforto. Um, he's a guy I really really like. A guy I do not like is Miguel Cabrera. Two fifty four batting average, three fifty four three OBP, four runs, zero home runs, three RBI, and zero stolen bases. Now, normally with a guy, you know, I'm very into skills. I'm very into stat cast and advanced metrics. I'm all into that stuff. You guys who listen to the podcast know that I'm all about it, about it. But uh, with Miggy, I would take all of these metrics with a grain of salt. And I will explain later. His O swing is at 30.7%, so right around league average. His end zone contact rate down slightly at 82.7%, below league average. His hard hit rate is at an elite 53.7%. His ground ball rate is at a very non-elite 51.2%. So again, he's having difficulties for the third consecutive year in elevating the ball. Um, His stat cast data is good. 7.4% barrels per plate appearance, 111.2 mile per hour max exit velocity, a 384 um, expected WOBA. That is terrific. His WOBA right now is 297. So you might be saying, oh my God, Miggy is primed for that breakout. It's going to happen. He's already starting to crush the ball. It's just a matter of time. And I would say to you, don't trust the numbers for Miggy. If we look at the last three years... Um, for Miggy and StatCast data. He has a 377 expected WOBA, but a 321 WOBA. He always underperforms his WOBA. So over the last three years, he's underperformed it by 56 points. Um, If we were to take away 56 points from his current expected WOBA, uh, you would be looking at, uh, really quick math here, a 328 
expected WOBA, which is, you know, right around league average for fantasy relevancy. And so, you know, he hits too many ground balls. Um, he can't pull his fly balls either. That's one of the reasons why um, StatCast, I think, uh, misses a lot, uh, is number one, he doesn't pull his fly balls. And so uh, hitters who pull more fly balls than usual generally outperform some of the expected metrics um, for baseball savant because it doesn't, uh, li- unlike xstats.org, which is now defunct, um, Andrew Perpetua, I miss your xstats.org, um, you know, baseball savant does not incorporate spray angle into their expected metrics. And so, um, on the extremes of pull and, and, uh, opposite field hitters, um, you know, you can see some, uh, some discrepancies between uh, what the expected metrics really should be and what they are there. And I think that's what we see with Miggy. He always has a very low hard hit pulled fly ball rate. He hits most of those, the opposite field. And then I think it's also a combination of playing, uh, half his games in Tiger Stadium, which is the worst stat cast um, uh, stadium. And he hits a lot of his hard hit fly balls to center and right center. Uh, and that's the worst place in the league or the worst stadium in the league to hit balls there. And so I think for for those reasons, don't trust the stat cast data. You know, I think in 12 team leagues, I'm totally fine um, ditching Miggy just because I think you're not going to get power. I don't think you're going to get huge counting stats. Uh, you're not going to get speed for sure. And even batting average now, um, you know, this is, I think, three consecutive years where that batting average has not been great and hasn't been super helpful. So I'd rather take uh, a gamble on a guy with higher upside, at least in 12-team leagues. Uh, Jose Peraza also having an atrocious year, 154 batting average, 170 OBP, five runs, one home run, one RBI, one stolen base. Chasing pitches at a 51.8% rate. That is terrible. I think it might be the worst in the league. He's normally really, really bad at it, but this is even much worse than that. His in-zone contact is still good at 92.1%, but so few of his swings are coming on pitches inside the zone. Um, It's troubling. Uh, It doesn't keep that contact rate. I mean, the contact rate is still really good, but it's not uh, where it needs to be. Hard hit rate, very low at 23.7%. Ground ball rate is low at 34.2%, but not necessarily great if you're not hitting for power. Zero barrels, 103.9 mile per hour max exit velo, a 210 expected WOBA. There's just not a lot to like right now in Peraza's profile. Um, you know, I'm lucky because, you know, initially, like I was intrigued by Peraza just because where he was going and the speed. But as spring training progressed, as I dug into the numbers, and also as I saw that he was going to be batting towards the end of that lineup, you know, I kind of faded him. So I don't have any shares, and I feel good about that. There's just not a lot uh, to like right now in Peraza's profile. He's obviously one of numerous Reds who is suffering uh, early this season. But unlike the other guys who have shown, you know, a pretty consistent history, and I'm talking here about Yasiel Puig and Joey Votto and who at least have reasonable, if not excellent, uh, plate skills as Votto has. You know, Peraza doesn't necessarily have that history of production. And so I think the the there's definitely reason to be concerned here. I think the one bit of good news, not necessarily for Peraza owners, but just for fantasy baseball in general, is this is one less thing, uh, that being Peraza, that is in the way of a Nick Senzel call-up. Um, and so, you know, when that will happen, we don't know when he's going to be back from that injury. But um, again... Uh, the Reds need uh, a spark, 
and uh, and Praza doesn't look like the one who's going to provide it right now. All right, AJ Pollock is going to be the last batter that we cover today. Uh, 239 average, a 291 OBP, nine runs, one home run, 11 RBI, no stolen bases. He did hit a three-run home run today. That is not incorporate into these uh, numbers, obviously. O-swing at 27.9%. That's actually better than last year. His in-zone contact rate is way up at 92.9%. Really nice there. His overall contact rate is at at a really nice level um, for Pollock there. Hard hit rate at 36.1%, so down slightly, but still better, still round league average. Ground ball rate is elevated at 49.2% from where it's been previously. I think it was at 42%. Uh, last year. Um, the Statcast data isn't great. Uh, 1.3% barrels per plate appearance, 107 mile per hour max exit velocity. Uh, but he is uh, underperforming his expected Woba of 313. Now that's not good, but he has a 239 batting average right now. His expected batting average is 270. Pollock is actually a guy I think who makes for, I don't know if you can do this yet. Like, can you really, I mean, buy low is such a hard thing to do uh, to begin with because, you know, people are always skeptical and, you know, all of the reasons why, but, you know, he is a guy that I might be targeting in leagues if you can get him on the cheap or cheaper than what he paid for. You know, he went around pick 120. And so like, if you could get him maybe for, um, you know, uh, somebody who's who's maybe doing you know better than you would anticipate right like like let's say somebody like uh, I don't know if you could do this trade but Yandy Diaz would be an example right like of a guy who I think maybe you know there's some warning signs there he did have a good game today but like a Pollock for Yandy Diaz might be a really interesting trade to make because I actually see some really good progress here for Pollock in terms of the better play discipline uh, the better contact rate the batted ball quality isn't quite there yet but again that I think that's the easiest thing um, you know to turn around at this point in the season because all it takes is one really good game because the sample sizes are so small uh, and that can really turn around like that three home runs, right? So even tomorrow, he's probably going to have a, a barrel per plate appearance rate over 3%, 3 3.5%. You know, so that's just an example. He's in a really good lineup. Um, You know, he has a decent amount of power. He has only attempted one stolen base. So that's definitely something to consider. But, you know, I do think that from just like a power power batting average and counting stats perspective um i think that he can he can return some um decent value so he might actually be a guy that i would be looking um to to trade for um in different leagues if his owners are are really frustrated at him it may be too late now that we have that three run homer uh today but just something um just something to consider all right so that was um that was 24 uh, players uh, who were suggested by all of you on Twitter uh, for guys who are either doing well or doing poorly or doing mediocrely and um, as a result either making you really excited or um, not excited or disappointed or concerned. So hopefully that helps give you a sense of, of why they are experiencing the success or failure that they are and whether that might be something that could be uh, sustainable and something that they carry on uh, for the rest of the year. All right, that is going to wrap us up for episode 72 of the Batflip Crazy podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully uh, you own or are looking at uh, some of those 24 players that I did a, a deeper dive on, not like a deep, deep dive, but you know, kind of like an overview of why they might uh, be performing the way that they're performing. And hopefully that's helpful for you as you make decisions about players to add, players to drop, 
uh, players to start this week, players not to start this week. As always, please do give me feedback about what you appreciate or would like to see on the podcast. Uh, best place to reach me, as always, is at BatflipCrazy on Twitter. Uh, it's also in the show notes um, if you uh, are looking for that in writing. Um, yeah, uh, the season it continues to move forward. I am just getting... Uh, the more and more the, the season continues, the better I I feel just because the sample size starts to get better, players start to perform a little bit more like your expectations, it starts to to feel like the real world a little bit. And obviously, like with starting pitching, that that that's been a challenge this year because starting pitching has been and pitching in general have just been so bad. Uh, I guess the good news is that it that it seems to be spread out throughout everyone, uh, and nobody seems to be immune from these absolute meltdowns. And so, um, hopefully, starting pitching hasn't gotten to you too much, and hopefully, we'll see some sort of. Uh, for the stabilization because the home run rate and, and offense is just a little bit uh, crazy right now. So anyways, that's enough about that. Thank you so much for listening. As always, greatly appreciate it. Best of luck with all of your fantasy baseballing. Take care and be kind to one another.